In this day and age, it's all about the visuals. For all of our loyal Island Block followers out there, make sure you subscribe to our Island Block TV YouTube channel to view exclusive visual content. Log on to youtube.com front slash Island Block TV and hit that subscribe button. You're listening to another Island Block original program. Mere alcohol. Cocktails, movies, and stuff. Woo! Excitement! Cocktails, movies, and stuff. Get a little bit more of my cup. Freddie A. and that. <laughs> Fidei Total Molly, and welcome to another episode of Cocktails, Movies, and, and Stuff. stuff. <laughs> I showed us all about what's fun to drink. What's fun to watch. And of course, what's fun to do. As you can tell, uh, Nan Savage is not here today, but no. we got... Uh, we got two incredible guests, should, but look, I guess we should uh, introduce ourselves. I'm all over the place right now today. Um, <laughs> hi for everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Freddie G, a.k.a. Fred Rock from the island of Guam, and I will be giving you the uh, writer's point of view on everything that we're going to talk about today. What's happening, everybody? This is your other host, Avery Kid Waddell. You know what I'm here to do. I'm from the island of Chicago, and uh, I'm here. <laughs> 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 yeah. And I'm here to give you the actor and director's point of view on everything we talk about today. And uh, to follow up on what Freddie was saying, we do have some great, great guests. And I'm happy to be here this time because you guys are friends of the show now. I wasn't here last time. time. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to to be here. I had to do the show with Lulu last time, which I was hoping that she could come today, too. But she is busy with kids. Baby, you got a lot to live up to. She was really good. Oh, I'm I'm not even going to try to live up to Lulu. (laughs) I'm no fool. So, yo, I'm going to introduce my man, Sean Zablonski. Y'all ready for this? So in this corner, standing, uh, what are you, Sean, like six foot? Doesn't matter. My man here is a giant. He is a giant when it comes to the writing, to the shows that he has written on. I mean, my man has written on some of the most classic and iconic shows in the last 20 years. He's written on Nip Tuck. He's written on Law and Order. He's written on Oz. He was the showrunner for the first season of Suits. I mean, he created... Uh, satisfaction on the USA Network. It the, the list goes on and on. And now he is the showrunner and head writer for the big, big hit, the the number one show on cable, uh, premiering show on cable, Project Blue Book. It is my man. Let's give a hand for Mr. Sean Jablonski. Thank you for having me. And in this corner, you may have heard this man's music. If you haven't, you're going to hear it later in this show. <laughs> You know this man from such shows as John Claude Van Johnson. I say that because I love the pilot of that show. You definitely know this show, The Vampire Diaries. You know this man is Enzo from that show. And now he is standing as the champion in the best, the number one new show on cable called Project Blue Book. It is none other than Michael Malarkey! Hey, my pleasure. I'm happy to be back. It's hey a, yeah, you, I think you're one of our. Wait, no, you're, you're our second repeat guest. Oh, okay. Here. Yeah, we had okay. uh, and the second repeat guest in the Dream in Hotel. In the Dream Hotel, we yeah. are coming live from the Dream Hotel right here, or not live, but yes. Uh, we had Tevin Campbell. Tevin, in here. yeah, he's our oh, repeat okay. guest. Oh, okay. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very yeah, nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All, right, all right. This is our second time too, so we're trying to get used to this whole. Dream I like hotel. it in here. I like it. It's, it's, a, little, it's a cool space, it's right? Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fish tank. Yes, exactly. It's exactly right. Kind of an aquarium right now. 
it's uh it's it's a little early here on a saturday morning <laughs> <laughs> but thanks guys for coming in um we got a good bourbon for you guys today. I know you're uh, a big yeah. bourbon fan, Mr. Malarkey. I am. I'm so yeah. happy since I've already been drinking since 9 a.m. Yes, it's perfect. No. <laughs> uh, I was I was gonna yeah. I was gonna be jealous. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Me I'm and actually, Avery. I'm, I'm not drinking right now, but I will take a, a slight exception oh, and I'll right, do a yes. separate. Okay, he's in training right now. Well, training for the show. No, uh, just yeah. for just, myself. Well, no, you oh, can tell about the big the fight training for life you got coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just getting back to my fighting weight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I've been trying to do the same. I had to go back to Guam, unfortunately, for a funeral, but. Oh. I put on 12 pounds while I was there. So it's, you know, when you go back home, family, it's man. family and food and drinks. And it's like foie gras geese. Yes. Shovel it down your throat. It's right? pretty much with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've literally the last two, three weeks, I've just been like, because I can't fit in anything. And that was the funny thing. <laughs> my cousins were laughing at me. I put, in, put on so much weight just the first two days before the funeral that my clothes didn't fit at the funeral. <laughs> and I actually, my cousins, who my, who's my uncle, who uh, their father who passed away, they were laughing during the funeral at me because my shirt was literally almost busting the open. Bu- bu- <laughs> busting the and I was just standing, I was trying to suck my stomach in the whole time and it wasn't working. And yeah, it wasn't a good look. Hey, in your so. defense, <laughs> if the food is as good as what you cook <coughs> uh, while you're there, because Freddie is one hell of a cook. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, Freddie Wow, smoke lamb, all, I mean, it was stuff the, I've never the, had that is like amazing. They cook amazing. better. Yeah. No, they cook way better than me. Back yeah, there. really? Yes. Oh. All right, so, so now yeah. I got to go I don't go usually on. like to give Freddie credit for anything, yeah. but no, he does. I got to admit, he's, he's pretty good. <laughs> but so, yeah, you're, you're uh, are, are you just cutting it all, all alcohol out right now, Michael? Oh, oh. Carbs or oh. alcohol? <laughs> yeah, just drinking water. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it's just doing it as a little experiment, a little... Yeah. Little Personal Cam Newton well-being thing. moment, you know. You, you hear about okay. Cam Newton? Well, he he's no. Been, so Cam. Oh man, here we go with the Panthers. Hey man, right. I'm a Panthers fan, but no, <laughs> yeah. he's he was in the news a lot for this. Uh, so you know, he had a soldier surgery, cut shoulder surgery, right? Um, and I, you know, he's kind of on this mission to kind of get back to uh, Superman form. Superman form. But so last <laughs> month he was on one of the talk shows and he was saying he every month he's giving himself a challenge while he's in his rehab kind of thing. And so last month his challenge was to uh, be abstinent, abstinence for a whole abstinent? month. Abstinent? Yeah, he was Why? like, no what sex is, for a month. What is with that? So I, he just says he what, wanted the challenge. The so he's just, he was dry. And now he's a, now he went completely vegan. He was pescatarian. Now he's completely vegan. I'm very worried for Cam Newton right I, now. I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. I, that's the thing that scared me a little bit. Uh, Bernard Hopkins was just on, I just was looking at this thing. He went completely vegan, but he said, I'm doing it now after I'm fighting. He goes, if you're a fighter, oh, yeah, he, do not yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about with Cam, I mean, it's pretty much the same situation where, I mean, you're an athlete and your body needs, and he's going completely vegan now. And I'm like, damn. But yeah, he's, I think the vegan thing's like right now for a, a while, but the sex thing was just uh, one month. And like, if there's, like, he's just like giving himself new challenges every month. But last month, or did, I think it was last month, it was oof. March. So it's over. So, Makes no uh, sense to me. No, I don't get it. It's like raging, raging <laughs> bull. Yeah. Yeah. Well, raging I know bull. boxers. Yeah. We, we, boxers, we'll yeah. abstain yeah. for a mm-hmm. couple months. I guess. Keep your chi. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't what, what was your inspiration to uh, for your... Uh, <laughs> next question? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say this. This, is, uh, this bourbon here is um, honestly um, one of... 
it's one of my favorites of all time. Like, uh, so Phil, yeah. who Shut, hit me yeah, to Phil Collins, Phil Collins, Rundle. not the singer, not the oh, singer. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> okay. we made that mistake last, last time. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. So Phil hit you guys to Burning Burnside, which, by the way, I went and bought a bottle like after the show. That's how I much I loved it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that, yeah. And so I told Phil, you guys would come back, and I, and I needed another good bourbon, and then. He let me try this. He actually let me try this before. And I, I honestly, the first time I tried it, I was dreaming about it for days. And then when I told Avery, he had it. And, and then he was like, and we both, have, it's like now That's it's become crazy. pretty much. All right. I mean, and you like Burnside, but I think you're going to like this even more. All right. So for those people who can't see, Michael is sweating now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good deal. Yeah, that's what we're all about here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's show you good health intentions. intentions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my so life altering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care about your journey, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we're all about the relapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. <laughs> all right, fine. Yeah, break it out. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> So yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, when we take a break, we'll we'll, uh, we'll have to, unfortunately here at the Dream Hotel Studios, we can't drink in the studio, so we'll actually have to go outside during break, come back in, and then we can talk about it. Yeah, uh, but this is like one room. Like, what what are we gonna do to the room? I, I, yeah, trust me, man. I know, I know. It's a licensing um, thing, probably, or something. No, they, no. I guess you know. Um, unfortunately, some of the other shows don't. Uh, they made it so we can't have nice things. You know, they uh -huh. were. They were gotcha. This yeah. is why we can't have nice yeah, things. This is why we exactly. can't have nice I think things. I just yeah. quoted a Taylor Swift song, by the way. But <laughs> in my defense, I have a 15 year old daughter. So. Uh, no, is she uh, listening yeah. to Billie Eilish? Yes. It's a yes, great she record, is. Man. It's, it she's is. really good. Yeah, she's really good. I've been turned on to a lot of, you know, my my oldest actually loves country music. Oh, if you really? Believe that, okay. Which I actually appreciate now more so because they tell better stories. Oh, in yeah. country music, oh, a, yeah. a lot of Absolutely. lot of like indie stuff, and I mean it's like more poetic. But country music feels like you're listening to a story, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just it's done with it's it's written within an inch of its life mm -hmm. and, and produced that way. So it just feels like this perfect little, almost like a little short story when you listen to them. And I, I really I, I appreciate it. When, when, it's, when it's done well, yeah. when, it's when it's done, done well, well. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you get Terrible into the older stuff. Oh, no, there's a lot of bad. Not the country. pop country. Yeah. country yeah. Well, not what you're yeah. talking about. I, I just exclude pop country uh, yeah. in general. Some of it's not. It's catchy. It's catchy, but they literally say the same thing. They do. It's your pickup and your six pack and your girl. Buy me a boat. Buy me a truck to pull it. I'm not kidding. That's a song. Yeah. So who are some of your favorite country artists? Uh, I couldn't tell you a single name, but there is a playlist on my phone I okay. could pull up and, and, well, and bring Chris, it. Do you consider Chris Stapleton? Oh, well, country? Stapleton, yeah. It's, I mean, I think I wore the shirt last time I was here. Yeah. I mean, oh, I love, I, oh my God, I love, love, love Chris Stapleton. But he's like, he's different. He's yeah. for real. He's soul. That's, uh, he's he country. Whiskey, yeah, whiskey, whiskey and you. Because, yeah, okay. uh, yeah, I forgot. We had a guest on, and I was talking to them about it in between, and they were, I was bringing up country and Chris Stapleton. They're like, I don't consider him country. Like, they were kind of so, yeah. What did they consider? Yeah, I, more just, I, I guess, kind of rock. Like indie yeah. rock. I kinda, don't see him as rock. Just, he's like know. rock the way Leonard Skinner does rock. You know yeah, what I mean? No, yeah, it's no, like I, not, I he's got he's a soul edge to him Absolutely. as well. Well, I think, and uh, but he started as a singer or as a songwriter. Okay. And he didn't transition into the singing part until much later. And actually, a lot of the the big songs on his that album uh, are remakes. You know, like "Whiskey and You" is a remake. And if you hear the original, you're like, "How did he ever do that?" How did, yeah. um, uh, Tennessee whiskey is a remake. Right. There was another like 
uh, I want to say not Winona Ryder, Winona Judd. There was a, like like an old classic country song redone that was for a woman that he did for a man. Like half mm. of the album is like that, but it's also, you know, the, that first album is, I mean, they're all amazing. Saw them in concert. I got it. Are you a big country yeah. fan, Michael? I like country. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I played Elvis in the West End in London for like a year. That's right. That, that's what really got me into country music. Whereas before, I kind of you know I grew up in Ohio, so country music to me meant a certain thing yeah. and a certain type of dude right. that I didn't like. <laughs> and, I, I, I get and that. It just like was the association thing. But you know, once I started researching that, that role and time period in the '50s and what Elvis's inspirations were, because you know, obviously playing the guy you gotta yeah. delve into that and you know i got into gospel country uh, like those country weepers you know i'm left you're right she's gone or whatever right called. right right you know all that stuff is is, is great I'm you know because like you said I'm it's a story right, and it's gone. clever clever turns yep. of phrases mm -hmm. and yeah. um it's charming stuff but you know hank williams i love all that old, oh yeah, old oh, yeah. Hank yeah. yeah hey good looking yeah you know, that, that's, that the, that's on stuff. my playlist yeah. i got yeah, yeah. um uh, were you a big Elvis fan before? No. No? No. I mean, I res respected the dude, but I also kind of, you know, to, to bring it down to Blue Book, it's kind of like the alien thing. You know, Elvis was kind of like a big alien to me at the time. You know, you, you think of him in the jumpsuit, Vegas-style Elvis, yeah. bloated, uh, singing, <laughs> singing, singing about, I'm, ca I'm caught in a trap. There's some other shit going on too, man. But, yeah. You know, um, but no, I got into him definitely By, when, you, when yeah. I did the show, you know, because it was, it's also, it was 56 Elvis. So it was before okay, yeah. That's the all Elvis the big movies that came out. Yeah. You know, he'd done King Creole and um, Let Me Tender and a couple other ones. But that was the, the Elvis that was, I think, had this fire inside of him and he wasn't as, he wasn't jaded and right. you know, mm -hmm. he got locked into these deals with Colonel Parker and his movie stuff yeah. and he just wanted to play music. Yeah. And it was, it's a, it's a real tragedy actually. If you check out this book, Last Train to Memphis, it kind of delves into a lot of the psychology behind it and who he really was. And that's when I really fell in love with this person. Actually, felt not fell in love with, but like felt the connection between myself and him, like being like a small town country boy who all of a sudden found himself in this circle where people are looking at you, you know, yeah. and, and the complications that arise from that. And, um, you know, he had people that didn't... Uh, you know, the Memphis Mafia were all, all you know, his cronies that were mm, surrounded right. by him. And they were all, all on payroll, but they were so afraid to tell him what they really thought of those movies. They just wanted to stay on the payroll. So he didn't have any friends really mm, that they would go, tell him do, no. yeah. don't, do not yeah. do mm -hmm. Blue Hawaii. Clam Bake. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Watch Clam Bake. <laughs> there's a, there's a, That's one of my favorite movies. Clam Bake? Real? No, no. Uh, Blue, Blue Hawaii? Hawaii? Blue really? Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know why? Say I'll, clam bake, I'll, I'll say this. I'll okay. say this. So I was a kid. I, you know, I was in high school and... um my we were stationed in germany like elvis um and but uh um i we every time we go back home to guam it would literally break my heart to come back to germany and blue hawaii was one Catch of those movies where i could watch yep. and it was just seeing those those mm -hmm. and um and i ain't gonna lie the music in that is actually I, some of some of those songs are actually classics in blue hawaii yeah uh, can't help i have not seen it i i yeah. that was the only elvis movie i could name that's why I said. oh okay yeah. speaking, but, of, <laughs> speaking of elvis movies i heard a pretty funny story uh where elvis ran in, in the beetle met the beatles at some function and uh apparently elvis had just finished some movie and it only he was bragging about how how quickly they had shot it you know, it was, you know a couple of days or whatever and he was you know, boastful about this towards, and apparently John Lennon goes, "Oh wow, that's great." 
Well, listen, we have about 20 minutes. Why don't we go ahead and bust out an epic? Or I'm sure you say bust out, but why don't we go ahead and make a, an epic right now? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently Elvis was very upset remark. <laughs> but I always thought that was hilarious. He was in a lot of amphetamines. Yeah. That's probably why he's just running through his lines. I do remember growing up in the 70s, though, those commercials. Do you remember those commercials with him at the piano? And he, he was the, that was the bloated Elvis right before he passed away. He was doing like he was doing these commercials or something. Mark, these, oh, no. Yeah, it was they, it was bad. But yeah, oh, then as I got older and then, like I said, I got into the Blue Hawaii and um Paradise Hawaiian. I mean, he all the Hawaiian movies that he did. I, I, I think he did four of them. So I'm always in a week. In yeah. a week. Yeah. In a week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't mean to trash him, by the way. No, like, I love from, him. From I mean, from no, no, to, to yeah. the end, even yeah. when he was there, he cared so much about, and he was a showman, an entertainer. And, yes. You know, that's yeah. why his legacy persists. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's I a, saw rare, this. a rare breed of, of human. Absolutely. No, you're, you know, I was I was watching this documentary about him. This is about a year ago. Was I think it was on Showtime. One of, um, but they were showing because there's one that HBO dropped that I thought was super creepy. It wasn't even it wasn't good. Like HBO dropped this Elvis thing and, and they it was weird. They were using pictures and I think I saw that one. It wasn't that good. was a while that was a while ago. It was like it was, a year or so ago. Um, but there was this other one that they were running on Showtime and it had a guy doing. It, he was basically a. Um, and Elvis, uh, he was doing Elvis's voice and like doing the VO, like almost talking about, I mean, he was acting as if he was Elvis. Right. And uh, one of the, the things was about the movies and how he, I, I think by the third or fourth one, like you said, Colonel Parker just, he was, it, it felt like he was just on an um, assembly line, just churning yeah, yeah, out yeah, these yeah. movies. And he was so unhappy and he was talking about how it was just like, he, and that kind of, you know, like you were saying, it kind of made him delve deeper into the drugs and everything else. Cause he just felt like he didn't, he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. Well, he was also doing the whole it was legal drugs because he was yeah. vocally oh. anti-drugs. Oh, know, that's which right. Is the, from the, the fallacy of, of that whole thing, you know, he's there popping little films oh. to mm-hmm. get through mm-hmm. and yeah. to, to lose weight when he needed to to, to what to do yeah. a film. He had a you bad know? back too, or something. Didn't he have a bad back? Or no? Did I, I don't know. Maybe. I think he yeah, probably. I mean, back. he's well, you know, it's from the hips. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all stems from the hips. True. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yo, let's take a break, and then we're actually going to taste this bourbon, come back and talk about it. Uh, okay. So, um, See you tomorrow. Right. No. <laughs> Check it. For all your exclusive Island Block merchandise, make sure you log on to shopidonblock.com. While you're at it, follow Shop Island Block on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Once again, that's shopidonblock.com to get that exclusive Island Block merch. Welcome back to Cocktails, Movies, and Stuff. That was Chris Stapleton's Tennessee Whiskey. And uh, while that was playing, we were drinking whiskey it yeah. wasn't bourbon. Yes. bourbon bourbon bourbon, bourbon. nice bourbon, bourbon chair burning so chair. good burning chair yes so yeah so oh i'll tell God. you a little history yeah, uh, that, that, that phil hit me to um so burning chair is from and this is why it kind of is a little endearing to me uh burning chair is from vallejo california oh. um and so this is the story that i've heard they so, make it up in vallejo yeah so this is the crazy thing oh, so there's an island up there in in the bay uh called mare island and it used to be a uh a military installation and it, my father actually used to work there when we first oh, moved to really? from guam to the states my yeah. dad worked okay. at mare island so i guess when they started decommissioning bases and stuff this island was decommissioned this couple bought the island and made it like this sustainable they're, they got it's a farm they do coffee they do um 
all kind of shit up there. And then they started doing whiskey. Um, and they're aging it in wine barrels that they get, I think, from Napa. So, oh, wow. So that's okay. where this... And so when he said Mary Island, I was like, Mary Island? My dad used to work in Mary Island. And then he told me the story that, yeah, they, this oh. couple bought it. And so, yeah, this is from Northern California. And so now, is, the, is that aged in the uh, wine barrels as yeah, well? Yeah, these are aged. Know. Yeah, the, this bourbon is aged that. in the, in the uh, wine. You, right. I, I could taste the wine. I mean, did you, you guys... What I, did you it think? was so smooth, like, from beginning to end. I mean, it yes. was, it's really good. It we had really one of the good. best quotes ever, Cap. Yeah, it, uh, 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 um, what, 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 what was the quote that you said? <laughs> Hot it seat. hugs. It hugs your tongue. Yeah. It gives your tongue a hug. It, yeah, it's soft. Like yeah, soft like a blanket. Yes, it is. It, it, it's, it's really good. Like it's. It, you could down a whole bottle of that in the night. I think because it's. It's one of those kind of just after after the podcast. Sure. Why not? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. <laughs> It's a bourbon, bourbon blanket. blanket. There you go. Ah, there you go. Very nice. Right. Very nice. Hashtag bourbon blanket. <laughs> I'm what, learning to be like a kid. What I'm did you uh, think of it, Mike? Especially since we broke your. Yeah, well, I, I only had a little sip, so I didn't have a chance to properly. Waved it under the. Properly yeah. savor it. But yeah. it yeah, I don't know. It was, it was great. Really smooth. It made me feel like I was in a pine forest about <laughs> 4 p.m. <laughs> So that's my review. Okay, cool. That's a good thing, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although I've been in a pine forest around then, probably under more precarious situations. But I was thinking of a nice kind of pine you, forest. You were okay. in a lot of pine forests right. in Project Blue Book a little bit, right? Yeah, well, we, we did yeah. do some forest <laughs> activity. Yeah. Did you guys shoot that in, it was in Vancouver? Or? In Vancouver, Vancouver, yes, yes. Okay. And happy to say we did it during um, during a Vancouver winter, essentially, which is not easy, as yeah, Michael say, can tell you more. <laughs> um, but this year we're going to be able to do it basically from summer to fall. So oh, okay. we're going to oh, be nice. able to have a much better... <laughs> Still Much in, better crew experience. Happier people, I still think. Still in Vancouver, though? <laughs> yeah, still, okay. yeah, in and around Vancouver. And yeah. when you're okay. shooting in the winter and you're outside, you have to, you know, you're out there for long, long yeah. days or nights. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, you have to put, like, three thermal layers on, you know, and talk about the buttons popping, popping out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, you're a little stiff. Wow. Yeah, shoot. I, I was in warmers. Halifax. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Oh, yeah. Hand warmers and yeah, such. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was in Halifax for work one, um, this is a couple of years ago, and I got lucky. I mean, I got lucky because I literally the day I left um, to go back home, the storm hit, and they got I think ten feet of snow, and um, and it was crazy. Um, the guys that the people that I met there and became friends with on Facebook, they were posting and like just seeing the snow and and how I mean, yeah, Canada is no joke when it comes to wintertime. I got one better for you. Uh-oh. I, <laughs> I was uh, shooting a show called Breakout Kings and uh, we were shooting in Toronto and we had shot everything. We were actually, we had shot everything in the summertime originally and we had some reshoots that just happened to fall during wintertime. Oh. Remember, <laughs> we shot the, the stuff we be shooting was shot in summertime. So, oh, that t-shirts. Oh, work. Yeah. 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 And so here's the thing: we had to do this one scene where my character gets shot and thrown into this uh, in, into a lake. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and yeah, I did my own stunt on that. <laughs> Ooh, that's hazard pay right there. That's no, hazard pay. Yeah. Yeah. Who was in Breakout? Okay, I feel like I know someone uh, who's in Laz there. Alonzo. Um, uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on everyone's name now. Okay, but no, I'm worried about it. You're putting us I'll on the hot seat, I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but yeah, Laz Alonzo and uh, uh, Dominic. What's Dominic's last name? Dominic, Dominic uh, West? No, no, no. Uh, no, Dominic from um, from from the Wire and um, yeah, Dominic. Dominic West. Yeah, okay, yeah, Dominic. Yeah, all right, yeah. 
London. And uh, yeah, it was a great cast. It was it was it was it was a great. It was a fun show, but uh, that was not fun. That was <laughs> yeah, when you landed in the lake and you had to crack through a layer of ice. <laughs> <right? Yeah. laughs> I think I think the first take, I actually stood up on the water. Jesus style and walk back like no this is crazy I'm yeah. not <laughs> you're not gonna make me do this <laughs> I have been in, I have been in Toronto in the winter and it's the first time I actually thought if I didn't get inside like I could do serious damage like it, yeah. it feels it gets like yeah. scary cold up mm. there because the wind off the lake and yeah. all that oh stuff. yeah that it lake is, effect oof. yeah People, not a fan I would think twice about shooting anything in Toronto I would, to be yeah. honest yeah. for yeah. that yeah. reason I'm like yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know well, it's a great city. It's a great city. And I grew it's up awesome, in the Midwest yeah, and East Coast, so I know from winter, but that was like, yeah. that's a whole, that's like a PhD but you know in what? winter. I, up there. I think yeah. it's any any place around that's lake. I think that lake effect is real. Yeah, well, mm. Chicago, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, and, yeah. Which, which is just coming off of a vortex, <laughs> mm. <laughs> a vortex of just unreal. You know it's cold when someone from Chicago is like, oh my God, it's cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how cold it was. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Man. Now I remember Cole Hauser, who's also been on our right, show, yes. a friend of ours, uh, was shooting this. Uh, uh, what's the name? Of it? it was a, a show for uh, Directv, and he, he went. He was in Toronto for one season, and I think he made the move to show to Vancouver because it was. He was like, "Yeah, we ain't doing this again." Yeah, like, no, it's it's rough. Yeah. It's so rough up there. Yeah. So. Have you shot in Toronto? Have you shot no. up there? You have. No. You been oh, there you though. You've been though. No. Yeah. You've never been to Toronto? Yeah. Never been to Toronto. Oh, oh really? Oh, no, for, oh man. Yeah. I've only been to the airport. <laughs> yeah. It's, a great, it's a great city. It's a great city. Nah. I haven't spent much oh, time you... in Canada, actually. I mean, Vancouver, obviously. Yeah. Um, I went to, actually, I had a family holiday in Prince Edward Island oh, um, many okay. years ago. Lovely. Which is beautiful, actually. Lovely. Where, yeah. Anne, <laughs> where <laughs> Anne of Green Gables is from. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was beautiful. I mean, um, coast and everything they got that red sand and all mm -hmm. that it's gorgeous it's you know prince edward island did i say that yeah yeah that's yeah. where we were prince yeah. edward yeah yeah you know it's got me wondering uh where's the most exotic place that you filmed would you say um Atlanta. exotic <laughs> uh, i guess te technically exotic probably puerto rico um but okay. I've, I've also filmed in um in um, budapest in hungary Oh, yeah, okay. which isn't quite exotic as you per se, but that's, like I want to go there. That's the anything more, that's more, more than a thousand miles from where you're right. at is it's exotic. exotic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But it's exactly. this, you know, it's got amazing. It's an amazing city, actually. Yeah, the, the Buddha and the Pest side, and they have you know it's the more historical side, and um, there's just loads to do. But that's like one of the things, like the third hardest language in the world. Oh, is that? Really? Is that I, really? I worked with a couple Hungarian girls at one point in a different career. <laughs> I want to know that story. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'll let that hang in the air. And, um, and um, they tried to teach me a little Hungarian. Fuck, you know, I thought I was actually saying the right words. It sounded exactly the same, but it wasn't right. You know, there's just such a subtle inflection yeah. with it all. <clears throat> you know, they, what, what was it? Um, Bulldog Koreshnoitz or something is Merry Christmas. I was trying to trying to learn how to say that because it was right wow. before the holidays. Oh, Bulldog Koreshnoitz. <laughs> yeah. no, no, I learned some swear words too, but forgot those. Merry Christmas State, though. Yeah. You know. okay. wow. wow. Very nice. I, how was the food there? Because I'm a, I'm a food guy. Everybody knows I'm a food guy. So. Yeah. I, mean, I, I No, really? It's all right. I, mean, wow. I, I, I don't want to... No, right slander no, I, it, I, I but you, you know that, you. that that part of the world you you have to hunt for for good cuisine sometimes it's a lot of like brown and it's a lot of brown on the plate you know yeah <laughs> like, a lot of great pork pork mm. and potatoes and stuff you know and it's good they do it well but you know if you're into that okay okay 
I'm, Oops. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm like I said, hungry. I lost all the Budapest. When you're hungry, <laughs> when you're hungry, don't go to hungry. <laughs> hey. Thanks, bro. Oh, yeah, we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I like goulash, which is Hungarian. Yep. Right? yep. And, uh, and when I lived in Germany, again, we're, right. we're getting oh, back right. to the yeah. Germany thing. So yeah. I'm, I'm a little more, I guess I'm a little more cultured. <laughs> I've always said weird. that about you. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff there. Yeah. They have a certain soup that's like the stomach of an animal or something that's like good for hangovers. It's like Sounds really. Like Menudo. Really, <laughs> it's rank. Oh, Ch- no. Ch- you have to try. You have to try. Chitlin okay. soup? Nah. Chitlin mm. <laughs> Tripe soup? Yeah. yeah. But they're shooting. They're starting to shoot a lot over there now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, a lot, actually. Yeah. Lot. We just, uh, our line producer who was. Um, who was with us last year is moving to take a show there. So he won't really? be returning. I don't know. This, maybe this is new for you, no, you but told me, yeah, Brad. I did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Brad Van Aragon, shout out to Brad, who was, um, you know, just the most wonderful, awesome person. Line producer is basically somebody who kind of oversees right. everything. Keeps you uh, on budget. That's, yeah, keeps you on budget <laughs> and just makes sure you can get what you need. Um, and it's kind of everything to everybody. Um, and so, you know, he's moving out there to do a show, like a really big show. And, and part of it is like, you know, the, the location, summertime, family, travel, like all that kind of stuff. So, but there's a lot that gets shout out. There. Yeah. yeah. I, That's um, my phone. Let me go silence it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had it's all um, good. Whiskey Cavalier. I didn't realize they shot the whole series out there. Whiskey uh, Cavalier. The whole series, not oh, just wait. the pilot? That's uh, ABC or something, That's ABC. Right? ABC, yeah. 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 With uh, uh, Lauren yeah. Cohen and... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're. I think it's, it was hungry. I think it was Budapest. The it, whole it, series, not the whole just series. The no, the whole and yeah, they're. I think and they have to go back for season two. I think they're shooting. They're just staying out there. They're kind of making it look like it's they're in New York, but uh, every it's every case that they do or whatever is in <laughs> Europe. So they're they they're just yes. Yeah, it saves so much money because then you're flying people. Everybody you're flying out. Every yeah. Day. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I, when I did that, sh- it was a pilot as well that I shot there, and you know, I'm signing this thing, and this is that was the first pilot I booked, and I was the, the lead in it basically, and um, you know, I'm not even thinking about it, but you're signing this thing where you could potentially spend up to five years in there. <laughs> you know, I mean, Vancouver is far enough. Away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, look. I mean, you know, you. you do whatever you need to do and sometimes it, it, the job if, if the job's good you do it you know right, you, yeah you, you, you but that's it. a long way man I, at the yeah. end of the day well, when it stretches families and everything and, absolutely you know you have to be prepared for for that yeah cool well yeah well, let's take a break um and then when we come back we'll get into the whole project oh, and uh, yeah, and yeah. our so we so you so we uh, also just to let you guys know we uh, tweeted out, you know, if you have any questions for Sean and Michael oh, right. and uh, yeah. you guys got a lot of questions got a lot of questions oh. um, so for yeah, uh, Project Blue Book and just everything else in between. So we'll kind of jump into all that. So, cool. uh, you know, uh, in honor of that, too, we'll play uh, one of my favorite songs of yours, uh, Captain Solitaire. So cool. check it out right here on Cocktails, Movies, and Stuff. It's Captain Solitaire by Mr. Michael Malarkey. Empty calm, got burnout racing. Now you're motionless, boots on the ceiling. Sat down, now begging or stealing, Captain Solitaire. You say it's believing, birds nest in your head. 
rushing to your head and your eyes are kaleidoscopes you watch it all with sunset eyes but you're getting delirious Captain Solitaire because you're the dealer dealing aces to yourself because you're the dealer dealing aces to yourself and you say hit me again Back to cocktails, movies, and stuff here on Island Block Radio. I like it. I like it. That was Captain Solitaire. Thanks, man. Mike Malarkey. Yeah, man. No. Yeah. Huh? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So, um, I, I, I want to say you sound to me like because this is the first time I'm being exposed to your music. Cool. And uh, to me, you sound. I'm now. I, I I'm terrible with names, but. Uh, Who's the, you sound like? Uh, we were talking about country music earlier. Um, who's a, a, a boy named Sue? Who's 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 Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash? Johnny Cash. Oh you God. you you kind of have a Johnny Cash vibe to me. Like yeah, I can see that. I'll take it. A little I'll more, yeah, like a little more jazzy, but that vibe though, mm, if that yeah. makes sense. Well, Dude. I mean, he's a legend. I love all of his American recording stuff. Um, you know, some great. There. And that was stuff when he was released later. I love all the early stuff. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, he did lots of cool old school covers and yeah. things, and um, I just think it's produced really well. And that was actually He's, kind of the inspiration for um, my second record, Knots, in a way. The production of it, how the vocal just sits above. You know, as a lot yeah. of like pop records or whatever kind of records, mm-hmm. they, the vocals kind of you have to stretch to hear what they're singing a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. For me, I started making music in order to be able to. Um, um, have people hear the, the lyrics, hear the poems that I was writing. Mm. You know, that's why I learned how to play guitar. So for me, the lyrics are king. Yeah, um, and um, 
Yeah, so it's just funny you say that. That was a little bit of an inspiration for one of my records that came out. Before. I'll say too, having yeah. having seen your heard your music and seen you perform like with the Johnny Cash thing, the thing that stuck out for me is authenticity. Like yeah. I feel like I mean Johnny Cash is about authentic as you can mm -hmm. get, yeah. and then like it feels like you you really expose yourself when you literally yeah you really do it's and i remember the cops showing up and i was like who's bailing him out tonight it was a great windmill <laughs> yeah <laughs> season two Call me donkey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, no but that's it that's what it feels like you feel like you cannot not do what you're doing and it feels like what you're expressing is like truth you know okay. so like you more, know. more tortured version of, of that i guess yeah. <laughs> I feel like for all, I mean, we're all creatives. Everyone yeah. at this, everyone here on the uh, at the table right now, and so I feel like I've always said that I feel like you know, the the true art, the best art, it's all about that honesty, right? So it's not it, it the best stuff always comes about when you're not trying to chase anything at all. You're just trying to be honest with yourself. You Chase know? is a good word, yeah. Yeah, 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 and uh, that's certainly that's certainly a quality that uh, at least from that song. Yeah, yeah well, and sim simplicity, you know, simplifying things and your choices and what you're trying to do. You know, people, people are always trying to be the next whatever. Right, right. Be, you know, overcomplicate things. And it's like, just strip it back. Yeah. Know? And um, I love music that's stripped back where you can actually get into the, the heart of what's going on. It's not bogged down with overly produced stuff, which is really just rampant in the charts now. Yeah. You know? And yeah. you strip it back, the stuff that's in the charts... And the lyrics are just you know, oh, fourth, fourth, fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. writing that in fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was listening. Also, when I was listening to your music, um, you're you're part Irish, right? Yeah. And uh, I, 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 some of the songs actually remind me of like some of those Irish kind of like the lyrics and just even the style sometimes kind of. I don't know if that's an influence on you, but I definitely got that mm. from listening to. Uh, I mean, I'm a, I, 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 you know. Uh, I think probably inherent in yeah. my genetics or something. I mean, I love the Pogues and another I love island Irish nation. Folk yeah. stuff. Another island. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, my dad's Irish American. Um, yeah, I think it's second generation or something. I don't remember. Um, um, but yeah, I've I've been back. I've done the whole tour and visited different spots there. I filmed um, a series in Dublin as well. And um, I love the Irish. There with the exotic location. Yeah, I know. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I was there on a day layover and I had a blast. I love, I love Dublin. I, I suppose it's because you know I, I, I trained in London and worked right. in the theater there. Yes. To me, okay. Ireland sister and cities in the West. Yeah. Just a similar um, ethos. Mm -hmm. Even though the, I think the Irish are a lot. I'm not going to say anything actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry I did a, I did a solo trip to Ireland. <laughs> um, I had a, I had a break from work and. Um, got a chance to do a solo trip to Ireland like literally last minute uh, I was like I have a week off I'm gonna go to Ireland tomorrow booked a flight got on the plane took a book like a let's go Ireland book with me <laughs> at the time had no reservation anywhere to stay so I just read the book on the plane wow. flew into Shannon and I uh, was like okay I'm renting a car and then I wound up driving to the Dingle Peninsula been there yeah, yeah. which is just Outstanding, and then I—I um, I think the Tour de France was going on at the time, um, 
And uh, it was also marching season, which if you don't know, or if you know anything, in July, I believe in, in Ireland, it's called marching season. And it's sort of like, and I'm going to get this totally wrong, but it has to do with the, the Protestants and the Catholics. And I think it's about Protestants marching to sort of show pride or something oh. like that. I, I, I have to remember it, but it's a big deal, right? It's a big deal. And I, I drove, I stayed in Dingle for a while. I just would, I think every third house in Ireland is a bed and breakfast, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> um, a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And then I, I started to drive. I was going to go up to Dublin, and I got, I don't know, about three hours away. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I turned around and went back. I was having such a great time. Wow. And really? I stayed there for it's the entire way. Here's the entire, people the are great. Yeah, go to the Dingle like, pub? I must Probably have, because I went to almost every pub around Dingle. I picked up all hitchhikers. I was like, yeah, oh, I was into it. I was way into it. I took a picture with me next to the Dingle pub because I was currently working at a record store called Dingleberries. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> really? Is, you know, yeah, it's closed down now. It's a mom and pop, it was a mom and pop hippie record store that started in the 60s and 70s. And they used to have like in houses with all these famous like Jefferson Airplane wow. come through and play like in houses and stuff. Mm, yes. And it was a proper record store in a head shop as well sold like paraphernalia and posters and all kinds of stuff t-shirts and um, yeah I brought it back and we had it like on the glass on the checkout for ages um, but um, yeah it was a shame that you know all the the, the, the record stores the independent ones are, have such a hard time now with yeah what's mm -hmm. going on yeah um, yep yeah. Uh, well yo I got a good question speaking of we're in the mm. same vein so Angela Trujillo is asking as Sean is a musician himself what would a collaboration between the two of you be like? <laughs> Any chance of that happening? By the way, Angela, you met at the show. She's a, she's a darling. Hi, Angela. Oh, and, uh, um, oh. She's she's always comes to the show. She's she's always, she came with her husband Joe. Um, oh, met them right. right okay. Oh, love yeah. them. Oh, yeah, they're really so sweet. sweet. Yeah, so they're huge fans her. of yours. Okay, yeah. great. Um, I don't know. We've talked about it, Have and you? and and it's uh, we've. Uh, you know, I, I I would love to do it. I would love to, to to see it. It's 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 like dancing. I think you just sort of you don't know what you got until you sort of get in a room and, and figure it out. But maybe like, country. Well, maybe well, maybe, we maybe do, do a country, country thing. I'd love to I do. do I will songs. say. I I um. There's this band that I will play with on occasion. I used to play with more. They're they're a cover band, and you got to wear a wig and the whole thing. But <laughs> fairly big following. Wayward Sons. It's like an '80s cover band. I'm going to do a gig with them now, July 3rd. Oh, so okay. I got to get my wig ready. We and, will be there. Yeah. For those of you listening who may not know, because I know the guy and I did not even know. Yeah. Uh, but Sean is, you shred apparently. You yeah. play the guitar, <laughs> something serious. I didn't even know this. Yeah. How, 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 did I, how did I not I, know this? I don't know. Well, you know, it's, I, but, I grew out of, my, you know, I think it's only in your 20s when you like, when people come over and you're like, let me show you how I play guitar. You know? yeah. <laughs> As you get makes, older, you kind of leave yeah, it to the sense. side and, you know, but yeah, no, I, it was the first career for me and went to college for it. And, um, you know, uh, I never had a voice, unfortunately. So I'm always looking for people to, to play with. But uh, there you go. You one of these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one of these days. I was yeah. telling Avery last night when we were out. Uh, we were with our, uh, another guest of ours last night. But uh, about your um, when you went to heavy metal camp. Oh um, my gosh! Yes, <laughs> rock and roll fantasy camp. Rock, rock, rock and roll. Right. It's fantasy. basically like you go and you. Um, uh, it's it's a bunch of other musicians and you you know they you come in you pay money it's sort of like a if you would go to basketball fantasy camp mm -hmm. it would be like playing with Michael Jordan and oh. like whatever so but it was like I had um, uh, it was Rudy Sarzo Tony not Tony uh, Vinny Appice who was a drummer like all these like old legends of like yeah. so you get yeah. in bands with them and then you play and you learn 
songs and they'll teach you things and then at the end of it you play a club in Vegas. It's like it's the greatest thing ever. It's wow. really pretty fucking cool. Wow. Right. I went to the one when you guys played here. Oh the right, key club, yeah, right? yeah, the who key club. In, who was in your? I was trying to. I was trying to remember who was your. Rich is guy's name Richie Cotson, who is more of a. I mean, he's been in bands. He's a great singer songwriter. I, I think he was in Poison for a while. Okay, I, I knew you know, it was but one he of those. is a. He's like, in, from a guitar player standpoint, he's like a Steve Vai kind of guy, wow. right? He's like, he's ridiculous. Um. And so, yeah, we... No, you, it was fun. And one of the things in that, that band was, or that, um, that experience was, you write a song, and then you go to East West Studios. Do you know East West Studios? I've heard of it. It's, yeah, it's on Sunset, a big, famous place. And this guy who was a very famous engineer, who I guess did, like, uh, Hendrix and, I think, Paul McCartney and, like, wow. really big bands. Yeah. And he engineered your session. So you wrote a song <laughs> in, like, a day, and then you went and had it recorded, and then you played it live at, at the Key Club. That was fun, Later, man. Yeah, was, you guys did great. Yeah, I did. That I was I was pleasantly surprised with how how incredible you were. Like, I'm okay in a band. That's the thing. <laughs> this one is can sit on stage with you just can. a guitar and sing and entertain. That's that's the hard part. Yeah, but it was dope. So yeah, no, yeah take take the compliment, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, here I got one more, yes. and then I'll I'll hand it over to Ave. Um, let's see. Uh, we're doing more questions yes, more from questions. audience members. So this is from Mesmerizing Malarkey, one of your fan clubs. Uh, I don't know if it's I... possible to ask Michael <laughs> about his music career as well. If you could ask him if he can tell us about his second album and if you're going to be back in the studio anytime soon. No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, okay, then. all I can say, all I can say is, um, I will be putting out a a little. Live EP in the fall. Oh, okay. And I will be working on another big tour in January. So I guess this is breaking news. Y'all go crazy about it. I'll be uh, back to Look some places I've been to before, and um, I um, and some new places. So um, it's gonna be fun, and I'm excited about it. But um, yeah, in the meantime, I'm looking to see how and when I can get into the studio. Uh, hopefully going to try to do it before going to Blue Book, um, when we go to Blue Book, but I'm um, not sure if that's going to be possible or not, but I'm definitely going to try, because once I get to, to Canada, um, it's going <laughs> to be a little hard. It's going to be a little hard to do that. Would you ever perform out there, like, you know, in Vancouver, or would you ever drop in and just kind of yeah, do Yeah, sure. I mean, you know... Um, Vancouver, if you're listening, the, the first, yeah, right? the first, I've, I've played there before. Um, oh, okay, um, but the first, the first season, obviously, you, I wanted to just focus strictly on that. You know, I had, I actually ended up writing a lot of music while I was on, you know, in between scenes and stuff. But, you know, I didn't want to focus on like having shows to right, think right, about right. and practice for. But you know, season two, you're, you know, we're gonna have a lot to do. I'm sure. <coughs> But, you know, you're a little more settled. You know who the character is. You know, I flew in to shoot season one. Um, I canceled a couple tour dates and went straight from Europe to Vancouver, to having done no research whatsoever and had to literally cram everything into a week um, wow. before we shot. So I was still doing a lot of research as we were going on. And, um, you know, I had a really distinct idea who this character was, but I was still kind of adding to it and wanted to, to, to really just focus on that but you know there's a lot of people on set who were like dude you should play you know we don't come and so you know I'll do, I'll do them for the, for the gang for, especially know. during the summer I yeah, think it'll be, be nice. it won't be as hard in the you know longer daylight hours it's not gonna That's be cold yeah. Yeah. yeah set up a speaker in the back of the trailers yeah. playing the door there you go there you go <laughs> <laughs> alright cool well here we go so now I'm gonna throw a couple of questions at you from uh, from fans the one we oh, oh. 
Oh. <laughs> yes. It's showtime, okay. ladies yes. and gentlemen. Welcome back. All right. So we were talking about your music and Project Blue Blue uh, Blue uh, Book. Sorry to say. Yes, it is. Uh, especially after you've been drinking uh, Burning Chair. <laughs> but anyway, um, so this fan wants. This is from Angela uh, Trujillo. Oh, we we so Again, talked yeah, to her already. Yeah. This is the same one. Oh, this is yes, the same same one. And she wants to know. Uh, do you ever see so Sean this seems like it might be more directed directed towards you do you ever see Michael's music being incorporated into season two depends if he'll give us a deal (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well I mean look obviously we're a period show so it's very hard to uh, see how you sort of translate that but if uh, Michael Malarkey ever decided to write a, a song in the style of a 50s uh, song, given okay. his uh, Elvis background, I, I absolutely could yeah. see something like that happening. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's considered uh, a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, Long do. tall Sally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. song, man. Lil Richard. Yeah. Legend. Oh, oh yeah. one of my Little favorites of yeah, that yeah. era, man. Yeah, Lil Richard. It's crazy. He, he, create, he, created, uh, he created rock and roll. Much. He did. <laughs> he, he did. did. Well, he yeah. did, though, yeah. actually. It was, yeah. Um, all right. So here we go. So this is actually, we're going to go back again to, uh, this is from uh, Mesmerize, Mesmerizing again? Malarkey. Yes, okay. yes. They're, they're, they're on the hot seat. These, yeah, they're yes. drinking that burning chair. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Uh, this is about Project Blue Book. <laughs> how many, how many glasses oh, did you damn. have outside? I saw you, <laughs> you had like three phone. sips. Well, the problem is I had a lot of sake last night as well. Which is, I think, is still. I'm still suffering some of the effects of that. Uh, but anyway, you, this, man, don't, by the way, don't don't tell Freddie that I just slammed yeah. his phone to the ground. I've, the case on uh, that phone. Yeah, I think you, you could know, drop exactly. it off a moving yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this thing. It's like a tank. All right. Uh, but anyway, so from uh, I'm gonna say it right this time. Here we go. This is about Project Blue Book. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's about yeah, your yeah, show. Yeah, cool. Guys. Uh, show. There you go. Yeah. It's about the show specifically. And they want to know, is there any chance of getting to see a flashback to Captain Quinn's life during the war in season two? Mm. Hey, you're giving them an idea now. Mm. Yeah. Not getting a writer's credit. Yeah. <laughs> nice uh, try, though. Look, I, I will say this year we do um, because we have... Uh, some storylines that are going to necessitate that. Mm-hmm. Um, that oh, okay. yeah, we are going to be flashing back at times. Uh, certainly for some of the cases, because some you know, look, um, we're in um, uh, 52-53, 1952-53 is where we're coming back into our storytelling. Okay. Some okay. of the cases we're going to be looking into have been past cases, you know, that we're going to update and, and find connections to, but we need to flash back to that. But this year, um, you know, and, and it still feels fresh for me because we were just, you know, pitching our network and studio. Look, we want to go deeper into our characters this year, and we yeah. want to understand a little bit more about how how they, what makes them tick. Um, and uh, you know, we've alluded to Captain Quinn's past a lot, and so I think without seeing it, I think we are, you know. Uh, okay. Shortchanging some of our yeah. fans oh, yeah. and audience. This is all okay. news to me too. Yeah. So yeah. that makes me <laughs> right. makes me very happy. All right. Well, cool. Well, cool. Well, I have uh, so I have one more question for you guys. This one's from someone new, yeah. Elise. Uh, this is also. I think this is more for you, uh, Sean. Um, actually, it says for Sean right here. Okay. So, okay. so there you go. All right. There's a clue there. <laughs> yeah. So again, this is for Project Blue Book. Speci- hey. Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. Oh. Mic drop. We're yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So, um, was the restaurant scene with the cherry pie? And, uh, yeah, I like uh, this question. Yeah, in Fuller Dogfight, and allude to Twin Peaks, uh, the cherry pie and damn fine cup of coffee, or or have they watched too much TV? Uh, you can't watch too much. Well, yeah, of course you can watch too much TV. Uh, first of all, thank you for the question. Uh, no, it was not actually. Um, oh. uh, you know, I don't think we've ever tried to do anything intentionally uh, related to Twin Peaks because I think we've always been a little bit aware that we might be compared to the show. Okay. Uh, mostly out of deference and respect for that show and those fans. Um, and it's an honor to just be included in that conversation because I know we get it a lot in the press. If you see anything, um, a lot of times it might be related to Jaws, which is my favorite movie. Really? And there was a scene in episode four where um, Heineck and Quinn are standing in front of what was the monkey in a tank. And uh, Heineck uh, says, I need you to get closer. And Quinn says, why? And he says, I need something in the foreground to give it some scale. And Quinn says, foreground, foreground my ass. <laughs> and then he leaves. Direct oh, okay. quote from Jaws yeah, when yeah, Hooper yeah. is saying to, to Brody, go out on the end of the pulpit. I need something in the foreground. So if you see any, if, if you're looking for anything in the future, look for Jaws quotes. Oh, okay. That's pretty, okay. That's pretty cool. It's That's so pretty cool. Big. <laughs> <laughs> Although I got to say, when he said closer, I, yeah. I the South Park episode yeah. popped into my uh, head with Mr. Hanky. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he was trying to get him to closer. Closer. That was some creepy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, let's take a, one more break. We'll take another break. We'll come back with some more questions and get in more into the second season yes. of uh, Project Blue Book. Cool. Um, Mr. Jablonski, yes. why don't you pick a song? Uh, okay, uh, let's pick a song. Uh, I, I, what are you we listening might... to right now? That's what I was going to ask. Like, What's something that you really... So you know what I want to play? I, I, I need to look up the name of this, and I guess we can look it up. Uh, we can call it out now and get it in there. Yeah. There's a song. It's an acoustic version. It's called Down to the Honky Tonk. Ooh, and it's a brand new song. I go down to the honky tonk, and I'm gonna find it for you. And we're gonna play it after this thing right now. But Ooh, it's yeah. it's the song to listen to. So we're gonna okay. play down to the honky tonk. When yeah. we come back, we'll take. Shout out to all of our loyal listeners of the Island Block Podcast brand that consists of some phenomenal Islandesian content from around the world. If you enjoy the content you're listening to, then we would love to provide more for your listening pleasure. To help sustain future episodes as we continue to build the Island Block Podcast brand. We will truly appreciate your support through a small monthly contribution. Your donation is totally optional. There are three levels of giving, one, five, or even $10. With each pledge, we will be able to incentivize each level of support with exclusive rewards such as unique merch, meet and greets with special guests, concert and festival giveaways, and even a guest appearance on your favorite show, just to name a few. The Item Block Podcast brand is all about building value, for each of our loyal listeners. Our supporters are the heart and soul of the Island Block Podcast brand, so we are forever thankful and grateful for your loyalty. To support, log on to anchor.fm front slash Block Podcast front slash support. That is anchor.fm front slash Block Podcast front slash support. Mad love. Welcome back to Cocktails, Movies, and Stuff here on Island Block Radio. That was Jake Owen. Down to the honky talk. <laughs> Getting country up in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Yo, just real quick, I just want to say the show here at the Dream Hotel is sponsored by Alpha Maui. Uh, it's a clothing line from Maui. 
It's really dope. It's be strong, be humble, and your possibilities are endless. And uh, let me tell you, I got like one that. of their watches, and their stuff is dope. So that watch is fly. It's a, it's a wooden fly. Yeah, the wooden, the wooden watch. watch. Yeah, yeah. and then dope. they got some dope hats, and uh, ladies, they got these dope leggings. So check, definitely check them out. And then on on top of that, our other sponsor for the show today is Generic Clothing. Uh, uh, keep it simple. Uh, keep it classy. Uh, that's generic. Mm-hmm. And um. Uh, they're dope too. That's a it's a real real fly streetwear clothing um, that I think y'all would dig. Check them out. It's generic uh, clothing on uh, Instagram. You can check them out there. Uh, shout out to Erica. What up, Erica? What up, girl? <laughs> yeah, keep it simple. Keep it. Oh wait, my bad. It's simplicity of style. Keep it simple. I messed that up. But anyway, <laughs> you made yeah, it complicated. Fred. I made it That's complicated. Exactly. I didn't keep it simple. <laughs> um, but check them both out. Alpha Maui eight oh eight on Instagram and Generic Clothing on Instagram. Both uh, both of them are dope. Both sponsoring the show. And uh, yeah, we're about to get into the movie segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got a very special movie segment today. Yeah, um, which is. I mean, nobody's dying, but right. <laughs> nobody's yeah. on drugs or man. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we there's some. I mean, a lot in the last two or three weeks. Um, so, you know, some stuff has dropped that we haven't had a chance to get into. Actually, yeah, there's been a lot. Of a stuff. lot. Um, uh, Netflix like, has gone crazy. Netflix, and then finally something jumped on. Uh, uh, finally dropped on a- uh, Amazon, which was Hannah. Oh um, yeah, you you've watched that. I have not. So uh, they actually gave a sneak it. peek of it. Um, on Super Bowl Sunday, did they? which a lot, yeah, a lot of. I was trying to like hip you guys to that, but nobody listened to me and my text. But anyway, um, I uh, so I watched it before the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday, I was probably drunk somewhere. Man, nah, I well, yeah, Passed I was getting ready man. to get drunk, and uh, but before I did, I, I, I it, they so they actually dropped it like that whole day. So I watched it like you know they just keep kept re-airing it. Or? Well, I mean it was no, it was just on on Amazon. You could watch it, oh, and then they pulled oh, it the okay. next day. Oh, so, oh, Amazon, yeah. so I so I watched it. It's fun, man, and they and they're touting it as like one of the best action flicks or action series on Amazon. I mean, you had Jack Ryan on there and all that. So, I mean, that's a lot of... Well, that's yeah, that's impressive considering Amazon has had at least two action series to that, be yeah. considered one of... No, you didn't catch one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm oh, just, just wow. waiting for Fred for it. I got <laughs> wait, it, yeah. Waiting for the light bulb to yeah. come on. But right. anyway, um, no, I, I, honestly, it's pretty dope. I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm two in... And you can see it's like the first one's sort of a slow burn, and then the second one's starting to ramp up. And you can tell, like, as the season gets on, it's just going to get nuttier and nuttier. But yeah. it ain't no joke. Like, that little girl's killing mugs, man. She yeah. She's dope. I, I definitely, I recommend it. I think it's fun. Um, yeah. I can see where it's just going to keep getting better. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to make sure to check that out. I think so. I, well, I really Jack Ryan it. was certainly dope. So, yeah. Jack, yeah. They, they stand in that. It is. It's kind of, you know, I mean, you know, and it looks amazing. I mean, Amazon don't mess around. So. Nah, they don't their production value is always high like i said man they're the nordstrom's. always high they're yeah. the nordstrom's or the sacks of uh of streaming services <laughs> and um and uh yeah so they they really come and correct with it so i, I definitely definitely recommend it uh ave you right. uh, uh well now we're gonna jump on over to netflix, netflix. which is kind of the walmart of streaming services you can find anything <laughs> and everything up in netflix yeah, yeah i guess it, i guess that would be fair but sometimes they they drop gems though do you ever find i guess you do find gems in walmart sometimes yeah man i found some dope stuff in walmart yeah, yeah, all the time yeah. man so uh yeah no but, they have some dope stuff food yeah. food and clothes and, that's true and, and that's true i i i Sometimes I kind of want to call Netflix the Costco of that too. streaming services. I think though, there's somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in that mix. But anyway, I'm so I'm so super excited about this because Netflix has just dropped the new season of one of the best sitcoms. This is one of my favorite. 
I didn't know it dropped. They didn't, they didn't do a lot of it. The only thing I had heard was that some of the cast members that I follow on Twitter have been talking, but I didn't realize. I knew they were talking about the new season, but mm-hmm. I didn't. I thought they were talking about it in Canada. I didn't know they were talking about here. Nah, and you're it's, talking it's, about it's Kim's convenience, convenience on Netflix. It's a Canadian uh, shot in Canada. Canadian show about Korean uh, immigrants who own a store and run a store in, in uh, Toronto. And it's just... Yo, listen, the first two seasons were so, fire. Yeah, and I've watched the first couple of shows of this new season already. It just dropped. I've already watched a couple, and they're, they're picking up right where they left off. Man, I, I'm it's so... I'm excited. I haven't even watched it. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, like I said, I, I didn't know that they were dropping. I knew they were dropping in Canada, but I thought they were waiting till after that season dropped. Nah. And then they're... So, no, I'm excited. Nah, now I gotta the fervor, go the fervor is high. It's, the word of mouth is starting to really yeah. get out about this. Like, people there have been people, you know, I'll be mention like, yo, Kim, Kim Kim's Convenience. And people go, oh, that's that uh, that's that Canadian show, right? Like, people are starting to know. Yeah. Where oh, I remember man. at first, people be like, what's that? Kim's Convenience. But now, but it's so good. And it's a family show. Like, you can watch. I'm watching it with my kids, you know. Like, yeah. We, we, we like to sit around and gather and watch it. It's that kind of show. It's just. But it's still edgy enough. But it's still edgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, some, it's got something for everyone. Yeah. It's just really well done. It's really well hit. acted. Great, I mean, amazing writing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as a writer, like I, I really appreciate it. Just the way that they, um, yeah, the way they just craft their stories and they, they, they have fun. Yeah, and then yeah, you can see do. that, but the acting is unbelievable. Yeah, like, the, the yeah. father ain't the father no joke, is, man. <laughs> the father, the father is, is just amazing. It's incredible. Um, yeah, man. And then yo, I watched um Trader. Uh, on on Netflix, Netflix? yeah. Okay. So what's crazy about Trader? I didn't for you know. There's it's 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 interesting. I would say like I mean, if you're a history buff and you're kind of into that whole like that time period of World War Two or right after in that, um, then you probably will like this because I, I didn't know that the Socialist Party or like the like the the Workers Party in England they actually won the election right after World War Two and beat Winston Churchill like you know we didn't you know in school we we just barely know they barely teach us American history let alone <laughs> any other country's history so I always thought that you know Winston Churchill after that you know he kept you know I thought he was still running the country a little bit but I right after the war he lost the election and the Socialist Party won which you know and at the time at the time you know World War two just ended you had the communist scare going on all over the world mm. like because russia was starting to take over everything and lo and behold the actual the socialist party actually won in uh england at the time now they didn't turn the country uh communist but you know you had these guys who were socialists and it was kind of leading them that way and and the thing was the so that's what the that's when the story takes place but the crazy thing is the girl who's the star um she does a great job she's a good actress but it's it trips out if you watch it tell me if i'm wrong y'all gotta come hit me on facebook instagram whatever this girl literally looks like the white version of zoe saldana and it's like she literally looks like if you took the melanin zoe saldana out of, looks like the white version of if you took the melanin <laughs> zoe, out of so, zoe, zoe saldana's skin she would look like this chick like they have the same body type the same everything it's crazy um it's it's kind of eerie what's her, do you know what the actress's name is uh, i'm gonna look it up right now but um but it's it's you know so it's you kind of got that time period it's a little weird but i, I like it um especially like i'm a history buff kind of dude so um yeah I, I i i recommend it if you're into that kind of stuff if you're not then yeah i don't think you're gonna her name is emma appleton um hmm. but uh okay here look take a look doesn't that look like zoe saldana i can see why you say that it's dude, the forehead it's, it's everything man <laughs> it's the, the eyes it's the eyes everything but it's it's pretty dope um 
Well, I, uh, I'm going to keep it on Netflix okay. right there with you. And uh, this is actually one of your favorites. You've always liked this. <laughs> I've not. I have not been a fan, but eh, it might be. But anyway, Uh-oh. new Somebody's season. Somebody's getting uh, might have gotten converted a little maybe bit. Maybe a little, just, just a little something. But new season of Santa Clarita Diet has just dropped on Netflix. Okay, I haven't seen. I mean, you know, I'm still way behind on the second season. To be honest with you, so I'm only like halfway in the second season. Well, you know what? I I had not completed the second season myself, and uh, but then I saw the new season dropped, and I just went and started watching the first episodes of the new season. And this is where they've, they've kind of got me because at first, what I didn't like about the show is the humor didn't do it for me. I didn't like um, ah, what's his name the the lead guy oh dude uh, uh yeah really uh yeah yeah well, I, he was his name too yeah he, i didn't like his performance in the show comedy wise it just wasn't doing it for me um and so there and, and it was just a little too goofy silly i just couldn't get behind oh it. timothy oliphant timothy yeah. oliphant that's right I, I he wasn't doing it for me but what i can say is this show seems like it might have found something found his rhythm now from these, yeah, yeah yeah and what they've done is they've expanded it Timothy, it, it's Timothy Olafan isn't carrying it so much anymore, which is a good thing. <laughs> uh, and and so now there are all these other characters. They've brought in some really wonderful character actors who are doing really okay. funny, good stuff. Is uh, Richard T. Jones still in it? Uh, not no, not that I've seen. I mean, I don't know okay. if he's going to pop up again, but I haven't seen him yet. Like again, I've only watched a little bit of the new season, so okay. he could pop up. But um, but uh, and so they brought in all these different characters, and they're like all these different sects and like loyalist groups and clubs that are popping up to like follow them or maybe be against them and it's they're really just broadening out this world pretty interestingly and uh interestingly enough to make me kind of want to be like yo you know what i think i might have to go back and finish season two because there are a few people i'm like yo where did they come from (laughs) what's happening here and i want to know more about them like what's happening here so um so yeah, so Santa Clarita Diet on uh, on Netflix. Skip season one. Uh, uh, just go right no, into. You can't do just that. Go right into you're, you're gonna be like, what <laughs> yeah, the hell is going on? Yeah. Um, I like season one, man. I think it was fun. It, you got to go into it kind of just with in a in a way of just kind of like you're there to have fun. It's not you're uh, not turning your you're not like trying to figure out you know it's not rocket science in this one, man. No, you just got to have certainly fun. Certainly is not. It's it's you know they I I like how they took the zombie genre and brought it to suburbia and just made and it's 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 honestly it's a it's an allegory I guess of just you know being some people who grow up I mean you know living in in the suburbs it's Suburb, like you kind of turn yeah. into a zombie it's you're kind of living that same funky life like everybody has the same life and I um I like it I appreciate it uh so I'm I'm excited to see this that that one um. What do you call it? Uh, I'm, I've been trying to get Avery, and so I, I know I've talked about this in the last couple of shows, but y'all gotta really jump on this love, death, and robots. And then we're actually yeah, gonna have one of the one of the guys um, from who's on who who does a, a voice in one of the sh- um, episodes, Gary Anthony Williams, who's honestly one of the funniest people on the planet. He's gonna be coming on Real as a guest, uh, hopefully in the next few weeks. But uh, it's 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 amazing. Now it's not for kids. I think I've said this. We've said this a couple times. It's definitely not for kids there's a lot of sex and a lot of violence um but there's so many what they do is which is cool is they're all short stories and they're all i think the longest one's only like 15 minutes long most of them are on the 10 to 12 minutes range but they have so many different styles of animation animated shorts animated shorts but they're all so many different styles and um 
I mean, from real, super realistic, then you get a little comic booky, then you get like very cartoonish, but they're all really fun. Um, every story kind of has a little twist. I mean, because they're short, so they usually have the twist on them. Um, but I, I still like, yo, you, and I didn't realize, I thought it was only like t- 10 or 12 episodes. I think it's like damn near 20. Um, but it's it's yeah. fun, man. Yeah, yeah because they're only, like since they're 10, only 10 minutes. Or since, yeah, yeah, since they're only 10 or 15 minutes, they're actually, but excuse me, they're hot, man. I, I definitely, um, I, uh, I highly re- recommend it. Um, so yeah, check that out. Love, Death and Robots. Uh, Okay. Well, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh-oh. Uh, it's also, it's on Netflix now. It's not a Netflix show, but it's on Netflix now. But Unsolved, which was on uh, USA Network. I oh, mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Weren't and, you in it? Yep, yeah, that's the only oh. reason I'm bringing it up. That's the only reason I'm throwing it out there. Oh, Check man, your boy man. out. If you like uh, episode two, Unsolved, that's my episode. Uh, okay. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's cool. It's almost, you know, it's about Biggie and Tupac. You know what that is. You know, you know everybody knows what that is. So Right. So that's what the, that's what it is. Cool, There's cool. Really nothing more that needs to be said about it. Have Except you watched it? Even besides being in it, have you watched the whole thing? Uh, yes, no. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> no, oh, I watched. Man. I was trying to figure out. I'll just I'm gonna keep it. I keep it real with you, people. All right, I'm always gonna be honest with you. Uh, nah, I've watched my episode and that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> a narcissist. <laughs> he's not. He is not a narcissist. No. Um, nah, I, I, it's cool. I've, I've been yeah. meaning to watch it. I hear, I hear a lot of people dig it. So, I, well, I, look, the the, the uh, uh, cast is amazing. I mean, Jimmy Simpson, who's a, I love Jimmy Simpson's work, man. He's a brilliant actor to me. Um, and then you have you know, Bokeem Woodbine is in it doing real, real, real good work. I'm always a, I've been a um, fan of his. I, I always dig his work. Yeah, yeah, for the most yeah, part. yeah, yeah. Friend of the show, uh, Paige Kennedy's in it. Oh, as word? well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of just a lot of real, real talented actors. So yeah, yeah, I, I imagine it's um, Anthony Hemingway is responsible for it. Uh, he directed a few episodes. Okay, and he's he always does dope stuff. So right. Um, yeah, yeah. Nah, check it out. It's I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great. Um, a show that I'm I'm so I'm curious. I, I want our listeners to definitely check this out or or not. Um, there's a movie out that dropped on Netflix. It's, I think it was a. It's weird. It, it's so it's a. It's called Bayonet. Uh, Bayonetta yeah, yeah. in in Spanish. They were, I mean, I, I think it was released as Bayonetta, and then on on Netflix they're le- releasing it as Bayonet. But it's a, uh, um, it's crazy because the movie's in three different languages. It's a, uh, it's about this Hispanic boxer, who um, who loses uh, a fight, or you, uh, I, I, there's a twist, and it's kind of, I, I kind of suspected it, but then I had to. Any, it's a, it's a really confusing. But the, in the beginning. Something happens. He, it, it looks like he lost his fight, and it takes. It opens up. He's in the locker room, and it was pretty crazy. And then he ends up going, moving to. And this is the crazy thing too: is you don't know where the hell he moved um, until like thirty minutes in. But you know he's in a different country because it, it, it's snowing, and um, everybody's speaking a different language. They're not speaking um, Spanish. When they speak to him, they speak in English. And then you find out he's in Finland. So he's in Finland and he's training boxers now. He's not a fighter anymore. You've, and you start to like piece things together. He was an Olympic boxer. He won gold in Sydney in 2012. Um, and then he was this highly touted, uh, you know, um, prospect. And then that fight happens. And like, you know, they keep kind of showing you all these like or people keep alluding to certain things about controversy and rumors. And he's like, no. And. And and he gets mad, and then he decides to take this fight, 
um, to come back out of retirement and take this fight because he needs money for his thing uh, for his daughter and and it and it feels like I mean it, it it's it's decently acted but th- th- to me the writer screwed up huge on this because he um he tried to he he tried to be too clever for his own good and and by putting and this what? twist in he tried because he, he tried to put the twist at the end at which you're you know obviously you're, that's when you want the twist but it really didn't need a twist what it should because it, mm. it really was like it if he had just explained what happened from the getup then it would have been a, from, to me and honestly in the writing sense it would have made it would have made things more dramatic and more um it would have given the actors a lot more to do in the sense of being able to uh kind of portray all of these different emotions and stuff but instead everything is kind of being held back and muted because you don't want to reveal stuff till the end and i think okay. they kind of screwed up there it could have been a better movie they definitely you know and i i saw some of the reviews afterwards where people were saying like it's not you know it's it's more of a character driven movie so you got to forgive the boxing and i ain't gonna lie the boxing was not the greatest um so uh i mean but I, i'm curious to see if people check it out if you if you're kind of in that mood of seeing like this character driven thing as a um, boxer you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just wasn't feeling it, man. And, okay. and like I said, they just kind of. What was the, it again? What was it called? It's again? called Bayonet. So, it's it's on so Netflix. People don't accidentally watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't, yeah, if, oh, yeah. All right. Um, well, I you know I have uh, real quick. This is actually kind of a, a callback. We talked about it a few shows ago, uh, but uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Uh, when we talked about it before, we'd only seen, only watched like uh, one or two episodes. Uh, and, you uh, watch more. I finished it. Yeah, oh, yeah I finished what it. What did now. you think? And uh, yeah, I like it. I dig it. Oh, so it gets better. It gets then. better. It okay. gets better. It, it, it definitely something where they were trying to find it. It's super, super slow in the beginning. And man, that's why it was and killing. Mostly uninteresting. I mean, it was yeah. interesting enough that I kind of kept watching it, but it was hard. But about episode, I'd say four. Okay, out of ten. It, yeah, it 10? When you, once you, yeah, uh, ten episodes. Yeah, once you get to about four, it starts to pick up. Okay, and then it starts to get really interesting. And by the end, I was like, "All right, I'm, I can get with it." All right, I'm, I'm, I'll jump back in that because I, I mean, I wanted to like it. Um, it just kind of just it, yeah, like you said, it was so slow yeah, that yeah, it just, yeah. it, I was like, man, if they're all gonna be like this, um, yeah. and then even, even, but even when something slow, like Hannah was slow, the, the, the pilot was slow, but you could see that they were building towards something, and it made you feel like. You know, all the best is yet to come. Yeah, Umbrella Society. That pilot was slow, and it, but it also felt like they well, could, this that, could be the same thing every episode. Yeah. So that's well, it why. was kind of like that slow for no reason. Because I actually love deliberate pacing. Yeah, me and too. Things, but if you know it just, where it's it has going. to be necessary, right? right. Like, and it, or you know, it has to serve a purpose. But when it's just slow because nothing is really going on, <laughs> or right, or they're just or they're long, just doing it like to, montages of for no reason stuff like that. Sometimes like, the director, eh. like in this one, it felt like the director was kind of like look at me i'm gonna show you some really cool stuff and it was like all right man i get it but you're not really showing me and you're not moving the story right you're just having fun yeah and that's right and that's why i kind of checked out but if you're saying it's getting better then i'll definitely no it definitely gets better i mean well the story gets more involved and stuff starts happening for a reason and uh and yeah yeah by the end of it it's, it's pretty cool and uh, yeah, and then oh, and then also one quick kind of I guess re-review since I've, I'm more into it now. But uh, Black Earth Rising, I really, really, really loved that. Sh- it's also this is also a Netflix show, uh, but I really, really, really loved the first few episodes of this show. And uh, as it keeps going, 
it's uh, it's getting a little weird. <laughs> okay, it's getting a little strange. Black Earth Rising. Yeah, yeah, that's with uh, John John Goodman and uh, oh, okay. the, your yeah, yeah, your yeah. girl, the woman you really liked from uh, what's the musical that you liked that I didn't like? Um, musical. Yeah, it was that British musical. Oh, oh, okay, I know what you're talking and, about. Uh, yeah, I I I'll say I. I appreciated it. <laughs> I didn't say I, I liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but so old girl she, is dope. No, she's great. And yeah, she, I know you're talking but, about. Yeah, but the, and the first few episodes of the show were really, really dope. But I don't know. Midway through, M- it Michaela started. Cole, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But midway through, it's starting to get a little weird, little strange, a little Uh-oh. hard to follow. Like, wait, what? And it's yeah, it's getting a little. Uh, I don't know. I don't, if I want to say existential is the word I'm looking for, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting it's, it's it's the tone is changing and it's becoming a little hard to follow. I don't really understand why they did that because it was so it started so strong. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, but that's Black Earth Rising on 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 Netflix. Okay, and uh, yo, and then one last one. I mean, I, we've already talked about it again, but I'll just say, yo, y'all gotta. I, I'm I'm just gonna keep pounding this in as well. Besides the love, death, and robots, most beautiful thing, man. I'm digging that, man. I'm I'm almost is, done with is it. Is that the Keith the Keith that's, Murray story? Yeah, the most right? beautiful <laughs> thing in this world. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shut up, man. Uh, it's uh, it's that Brazilian um, series, man. It just it's it's just so. I, I I just I mean, for one, I just love um, the cinematography is amazing, but the story is actually it's fun, man. This it's, is it's, Netflix too. Yeah, it's Netflix. So check it out. It's a Brazilian thing. We, uh, me and Nana talked about it um, okay. as well on when you were gone at one time. Uh, I was pushing it, and now I'm pushing it even more. But I would definitely you know check it out. And that was our movie segment. And there you it's go. a pretty good one. Yeah. And now right. we we talked a lot. <laughs> we did. We did. Like we do. Like we always do. And now, Freddie, it's oh, time man. to get the people what they want. All right. So here we go. We have a special treat for you. A cocktails, movies, and stuff exclusive. We have live in studio Michael Malarkey singing his song, Grave Racer. Wide open embrace, you better take me now Before I escape, I found a scavenger's way Erasing the grave Yeah, these are the years that I set to be cold I travel the world, yeah, rock and roll And in my snow globe home I'm king of the road Wanna shake me up, shake me up, shake me up. Someone shake me. I got my sunglasses on, cause I don't want you to see. I'm out of control, I'm falling asleep, and now I'm lost in the weeds of a terrible dream. I saw a hurricane Took cadaverous trees I saw the god of the sea Set his sights on me I'll do whatever it takes To get out of this place
vitamin C I saw you gallop a pace And crash into me I got a switchblade love Like I was 17 Dude, I felt the savagery And I burst at the seams And I was ready to die I felt my ribcage creak And then the dove of peace Hovered over me I'm a predator's prey I get out of bed Cause I don't sleep anyway The most terrible dream Is keeping me awake Of your heavenly arms And your heavenly face But no heaven for me Without your embrace I've got a scavenger's way Of racing the grave Raise me up Raise me up Raise me up Raise me up Michael Malarkey with Grave. 
I have to say, I'm always very impressed with your guitar playing too. It, it's 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 never as easy as it sounds, and I know like just yeah. to be able to keep that. Your pitch is always perfect. It's just, it's just very impressive. Well, that one, and I love the song too. Yeah, but but it, which is yeah, thank you. But still, I mean, it's kind and of again, a three chord thing. But you know, like once you start adding mm-hmm, things in the mm-hmm. production, I mean, yep. there's going to be some backing things that go. Is this a new one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look oh, at that. Yeah, so there'll, there'll be some like cool little BVs and like you know some cinematic feel. Let it build. I mean that song. You know you can see the lyrics are pretty messed up in a certain way but I mean I was in Puerto Rico at the time and I was evacuated from, from there from two hurricanes not one but two and yes. I was literally seeing because I nearly didn't get out of there really? so I was you know face to face with potentially right. some pretty precarious situations right. I was thinking about hunkering down I was buying all this water and stuff and you know, I was thinking about my family and all this stuff and you know this song was kind of a result of that was, um, feeling, feeling like you're mm-hmm. up against Death potentially, right? Yeah, and, uh, right. God, okay. God bless all the people down there that have, have suffered. It's it's really been a, a difficult road to recovery for them, and um, yeah. I'm sure I can dedicate this song to wow. them. I guess that's yeah, awesome. That's man. a wonderful song. It's a great song. Thank yeah. you. So bro- to me, it's a road trip song. Like I could I could play that in the car while I'm driving anywhere. It's like yeah. that's a. It's I'd a like to road. think my tunes are all kind of road yeah. trip <laughs> type songs. <laughs> yeah. That kind of rolling, pensive thing, you know, it makes you think and uh, yeah. feel stuff. Yeah. I guess. And I gotta say, it really just it reiterates my uh, Johnny Cash, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and it's, that's a great compliment. I mean, Thank as far you. as I'm concerned, yeah, I mean, no, it's it really, is, man. I'm yeah. humbled. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yo, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk some more. Uh, Sean Malarkey. Um, Sean, Sean Malarkey. Oh, there yeah. we go. Sean like high school. Give us time. We're still getting to know each other. Yeah. Right? yeah. There's a few yeah. hurdles yeah. we have to cross for that. Uh, Avery can't say Project <laughs> Blue Book, and I can't even say your, your name. So. <laughs> uh, we had a lot of sake last night. We did. Full disclosure. Did. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, sake Malarkey. That's got a ring. Yeah, yeah, right. What's your new Japanese uh, rock and roll name? <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Michael, you were saying that you had some artists uh, that you're listening to as well. That, that uh, so. Um, oh yeah, I got yeah. a good song for you. I mean, yeah. this this came out a little while back, but just and we're in this certain vein. I thought we could listen to Kurt Vile, Pretty Pimpin. He's Ooh, got a nice nice, nice rolling vibe. Like the title, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's check it out. out right here on Cocktails Movie Stuff. It was Kurt Vane. Vile. Kurt Vile. Kurt Vile. Check it. For all your exclusive Island Block merchandise, make sure you log on to shopitemblock.com. While you're at it. Follow Shop Item Block on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Once again, that's shopitemblock.com to get that exclusive Item Block merch. Welcome back to Cocktails, Movies, and Stuff here on Island Block Radio. That was Kurt Vile with some pretty pimping. Got a little uh, uh, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, uh, Lindsay Buckingham, Bu- Lindsay Buckingham mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know who Lindsay. Really? Yeah, you <laughs> Fleetwood <laughs> Mac. <laughs> oh, is oh yeah, really? Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and then yeah, the song, yeah, yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of a little uh, uh, Holiday Road, just that, that guitar. Holiday Road. <laughs> See, I told you I can't sing. <laughs> Better than me. <laughs> so, yo, uh, right. let's talk a little more Project Blue Book. We're back. Um, yes. Yeah. And um, by the way, congratulations uh, on this show. I say that because I really like this show. 
Awesome. Thank you. Like legit, Thank you. like legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. Not, oh, not, not the Hollywood. We're in Hollywood. It's not the Hollywood. I like this show. You'd say yeah, it exactly. Off yeah. When Thank the mics you. are yeah. off, yeah. I still yeah. like this show. Yeah. That's great, man. Thank <laughs> you, man. Yeah, we're, we're very honored and proud. And I, I think I speak for both of us in that and excited to go back and, and do it again. It's, uh, and and we, uh, we just started seeing that, you know, they're selling it worldwide. And uh, David O'Leary, who's our creator of the show, um, sent me an email with a poster from Spain. It's Proyecto Blue Book. Ah. <laughs> they kept the Blue Book part. They kept the Blue, Blue Book, Book part. That Proyecto Libro Azul. I like how yeah, I can yeah, say yeah. that easier than the English yes. uh, pronunciation. <laughs> Proyecto Blue Book. There See, you go. No problem exactly. there. Exactly. I love it when, when people in, in foreign languages are talking and all of a sudden yeah. an English word yeah, pops yeah, in. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, okay, they're going to Taco Bell. And... But we're, go, we're in Africa, we're in like Sweden, we're in Persian all of Europe. Persian-speaking countries. Yeah, but I, you know, I, yeah well. like all over we're getting sold. And um, to date, nice. still the number one new show on cable. Right. Uh, top 10 Amazing. overall. That's yeah, it's, uh, That's yeah so we're dope. doing great. So yes. knock on wood. That's my head. You know what? Uh, what's, what's, what's great about your show, too? Um, it it kind of, for me, it outs people in a way. Because once you bring it up, that's when you know who's the believers and who's not. Because they know. Like, oh. there's a lot of, like, Tevin Campbell yeah. is yeah. a huge uh, uh, you know, Project Blue Book uh, fan, but I'm, I'm of the real Project Blue Book. Like the yeah, dude the is, actual, yeah, yeah, he is so like, I mean, he's a fanatic about like, yo, that that shit's real, man. And he is <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, one quick story, but I, I just have to say, I was a believer before going into it, which is why this this show is even that much more important to me then. But now, having diving deeper, second season, we have a UFO researcher that's been in our room. That's sort of a first call for us. Um, hearing all of the stories um, unequivocally, like we have craft, we have bodies, like it exists, right? So I, I will say that flat out with no qualifiers. Like I believe that to be true. We have craft. Um, and oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, and bodies. Yeah, well, I, I, we could we could talk more off air about that because it it's look it it'd be like trying to tell you why you have a stomach ache by yeah. like explaining medical school. I got. Do you, you. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like yeah. I can just tell you, but like it's there's a lot of compelling evidence and and. The other thing, too, is people always say, well, where is the evidence? Well, honestly, go just literally go. Uh, the, the amount of books you can read. Richard Dolan is a great person to read. George Knapp is a great person to read. Um, you know, go online. There's plenty of things. We've had congressional hearings on this stuff. The Nimitz encounter from 2014, uh, which is, you know, the, the video that came out just last year that shows the UFO uh, sort of flying with the pilots who've mm -hmm. never seen it before. It's it all the evidence is out there. It's what you're going to choose to believe. And so uh, David O'Leary and I went and had a breakfast with um, Tom DeLong, who happens to run what's called To the Stars Academy. Um, and it's sort of a um, an organization. I hope I get this right, but it's 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 a it's an organization that is you know pulling together a lot of people in the community, uh, defense contractors, people who have you know firsthand experience not just with the technology but with the phenomenon itself. Um, in the in the hopes of getting a message out and getting you know part of what's called disclosure, um, and we were just having a conversation with him and um, in a hotel a hotel restaurant, and he had to leave at a certain point. It was just David and I, and the waiter came up to us. This is the point of the story. The waiter yeah. came up to us, uh, or the server came up to us after, and he goes, "I just want you." He like leaned in. He's like, "I just want you to know, I know who that was." And he, he pointed at. It, he's just like, "I'm a believer." 
Anytime you want to come back in here and need a table, I can totally take care of you. Like he's like, and he starts going on and on about all of this stuff. Like there's, I think there are a lot of people out there who are sort of closeted believers who, um, you know, just might feel it in their gut more than, you know, sort of know it. But um, it's it's real. Yeah. To, to your point about out, outing people. Yeah, so. Well, I would I always say other than if we were the only ones, it would be the most incredible waste of space. Uh, <laughs> right. If right. If right. Yeah. Literally. But, right. Uh, yeah. So other yeah. than that, uh, I always say if you look at like most of human history, right, our technology has progressed at a certain level. Mm hmm. If you look and then let's say within the oh, last it's like a straight line 40 yeah. years or yep. so, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it, things just started progressing in, in ways that you can't even imagine. I mean, you know, the fiber optics, which is transferring data through light. Yeah. Really? They just say that comes sudden, from Roswell, which there's, right, there's a yeah. theory about that coming through Roswell. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and I think all those advancements, I mean, I think Lasers. that's just because they got to a point where they started to figure out. The, the stuff that we have that they've been mm-hmm. studying forever and they're like oh we've figured some of it out and now we have all these new technologies and stuff that are I, 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 it seems I, rather obvious to me actually I mean I heard stories that is about as close to firsthand as you can get about people actually seeing the craft flying yeah you know what I mean yeah. and like and it's the reason that they fly the way they do, it's not, they don't have propulsion systems that are like our jets that just make mm-hmm. them fly fast. It's all about creating anti-gravity, Yeah, you know, which is why they fly a little sideways at times and why they can sort of make sharp movements and right. be here and gone, Yeah, you know, because yeah. they're creating their own gravity. It's, it's, uh, you know, again, when you're when you're amongst friends and you talk this stuff, people don't think you're crazy. And, <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I, yeah. as someone who is considers themselves a pretty rational human being, mm-hmm. um, well read as well um the deeper you dive into it and the, the more credible people you come across and again congressional hearings generals like the defense minister of canada i mean there's, there's it's just the evidence is out there if you choose to be yeah, able well there to were it. things that have been considered bogus for a long times that now are just basic truths mm-hmm. and yeah you know perhaps that's one of those things you know we, we the, the theories about like Gut health, for instance, where right. we, we don't, you know, the gut is kind of like a, a second brain. I mean, yeah. it's literally yeah. made up, it looks the same, just stretched out, you know, and, and the connection between those two things, we, we didn't even clock that for the longest time. And now it's like, oh yeah, of course, I am what I eat. That's, That's right. Um, it's we weren't the center of the affecting u- your emotional um, receptors. Earth was yeah. the center of the universe for a very long right. time yeah. until we figured out all of that other stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, it's, we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. Well, I mean, you know, uh, after watching the show, I mean, that was one of my favorite parts of the show was actually the end when you guys would show the real stuff from right. the yeah. end. The and, little, yeah. Yeah, like even at that first uh, with the pilot on the first episode with yeah. the, uh, I mean, to see that guy's plane and then them trying to say hit a weather balloon, was, mm-hmm. it's still just like, because that shit was just crazy. Like to me, like, and I'm not a believer or I'm after the show, I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to go the other way, but just seeing that, I don't know what's going on here at the Dream Hotel. Yeah, it's, it's the aliens. So. It's the aliens or somebody's having a really good time at the Dream Hotel. It's Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot getting jiggy. Yeah, yeah. I think so. It's been titled my next album, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was the, like, I really look forward to the ending just to see all of that, the real footage of, of you know, the pictures. What it was, the, yeah, every case, because yeah, yeah. every, every, every episode we do is based on a real life case. case. So, and then at the end of the episodes, if, for anybody who's out there who's actually watched the episodes, maybe not on History Channel, we do do a two to three minute uh, recap of 
what the actual case is that we base the episode on. So you can go, oh, I watched the Fuller dogfight on history, but it's actually based on the Gorman dogfight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this and this is actually what happened. His plane was radioactive. He, his plane was damaged from hitting something. He said he got into a dogfight with an intelligent you know, ball of light that, that managed to outmaneuver his plane, you know? It's, yeah. it's really fascinating stuff. Was the radio thing... Um, that was ours. That was, that was ours, okay. yeah. That was ours. It was you cool, know, we, <laughs> as, 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 it's, as it says, inspired right. by true events. Of course. Yeah. Uh, was that also the dramatic license with the, that kind of secret society thing that's following Dr. Or no, that- that's, that's real. That's, really? that's based on something called the Majestic 12. There were papers on Earth in the 80s. Some people like to sort of discredit them, but it was uh, put together by Truman um, as a way to sort of have this sort of smaller, concentrated organization that reports just directly to him on the flying saucer phenomenon and kind of be outside the normal channels of power. So uh, you, it's a, go to Wikipedia. You type in Majestic 12 or MJ12, it comes up and tell you who, tells you who's in it. Wow. You know? wow. See, I, I watching that, I was like, this must be the dramatic license. Nope. Part. Now that's even freakier. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Wow. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, the you know, the, la- the I mean, every case to me was amazing, but the one with the, the um, at the, towards the end, it was one of the, the second to last episode, I yeah. think. Uh, one who said he, that was like the first alien abduction, right? Um, yeah, well, what, uh, what that you? That yeah, these guys there was. Had. It was one of the, the most, most famous, famous. One of the most famous. Then one of my best. My favorite episode last year, not just because I wrote it, um, <laughs> but uh, it felt very much like a play. And uh, yeah, it was based on Betty and Barney Hill, who were a couple from New Hampshire, and I believe it was in the '60s. So we, we, you know, obviously there was never a hostage situation. We made that as part of our storytelling thing. Um, but uh, a lot of the details of what were in there, you know, being in a car, feeling like uh, there was all the lost time, waking up, being 100 miles away, drawing stuff that actually coincided to star maps that he had never seen before. So that was real. That was real, yeah. Yeah, crazy stuff like that. Um, and I've actually heard there's a recording you can listen to of the two of them, because they, they both had the experience together. I, it felt dramatically better to just have him and her supporting him for, you know, dramatic purposes but um if you listen to they were put under hypnosis and then recount what happened and it's when chilling. you hear it's chilling really wow he's emotional are, as um, hell man yeah like, he's going th- he's going through it i mean you just hear the quavers 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 yeah it's a, it's yes. a british crisp yeah. as well very nice british crisp one of my favorites <clears throat> I'm thinking about food. Yeah. When do we? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you can hear the quivering in his voice, and he's going through this, and it's just, it's intense. You Terrifying. Know? You, you know? Yeah. Well, and to have both of them recant the same thing. Yeah. Under hypnosis, that's kind of yeah. It's that, it's yeah. Again, that's the thing when people say, "Where's the evidence?" You go, "Well, there it is." It's really up to you what you choose, what you to, choose believe to believe about it. Yeah. And and I think, look, I I think it's there's a human natural human, it's it's human nature in a way to want to sort of be faced with you know certain truths that are too hard to accept there's a movie that i I refer to sometimes one of my favorite movies at the time is called the celebration right and it was a great movie lars von trier getting really like artsy here for a second but it was lars von trier was many years ago was sort of the birth of dogma uh cinema and the movie was essentially a gathering of a large family for the birthday of a patriarch of the family who was a father at that like 75 and his son gets up to speak to the 100 people seated at the at the dinner uh and he asks his father do you want me to read from the red envelope or the green envelope and the father goes everybody's laughing they think it's funny he father points to one the son gets up he starts to read 
And it's basically a, um, a letter he wrote all about how his father sexually molested him. Right? Okay. Now, what's most interesting is that everybody, it goes completely quiet while he's reading. He finishes and goes and sits back down the table and everybody goes back to eat. So it, I remember being blown away at the time, but mm. it's, it really what it shows is people don't want to deal they with the yeah, harder yeah, yeah, yeah. conflict, with it, the harder truths that are yeah. out there. And we see that not just, you know, with the UFO phenomenon, there's been a lot of stuff coming out. Take the evidence for what it is and, and uh, you know, yeah, that, that to me is the most fascinating part about it. Yeah. It's, a very, it's a very reflective of human nature, I think. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, if you can't understand it and can't, like, put your, like, wrap your mind around it in a way that's, like, tangible, like, having that be able to, you know, because, like you said, a lot of this stuff yeah. is uh, people recanting things or, you know, but we don't get a chance to look at a real UFO. We don't get a chance to see a, a dead alien body or something like So I think with that, people just, like you said, they'd rather not deal with that truth. And, um even though there is a lot of compelling evidence towards it. Uh, speaking of, with the, when you went into this, has your whole kind of opinions changed now? Especially, you know, you've gone through a whole season. And we talked a little bit about this last time, but like, and now going into season two, like, uh, you know, just your beliefs now and just the, the, you know, as far as aliens and all of that are concerned, like what, what are your feelings? It's ruined my life. <laughs> it's, it's made me th think about stuff in a, in a different way and uh, my perception of, of everything is slightly shifted and at least I'm questioning these things more you know um, and yeah it definitely has changed the way I think and it's made me obsessed with the subject and I'm, I'm definitely I'm, I'm, I don't know if we talked about this last time but I definitely still have been researching every all this stuff you know throughout the break um, and I find it fascinating and it's um, one of the world's greatest untold histories that we are, um, I think, proudly having a part in um, showing to more people, you know. And yeah. I think that's the great thing about the show is, is that it is um, just delving into how far back this has been going on and how deep, deep this really is, you know, because it potentially could blow a hole into our perception of, of reality and, like, history and religion especially, and that's why it's a threat. Yeah, you know, at least part, partly. Partly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, I find it fascinating. It's definitely shifted my opinions, which yeah, are pretty weird anyway, uh, <laughs> in general. So, <laughs> when when yeah, you're doing those episodes, um, like with, with, with the, um, I mean, all of with when you're doing the cases, uh, are you showing them before, before they shoot? Are you showing them the stuff before, or after? You know, as far as like the actual cases, you know, like the actors and yeah, stuff like that. No, I, I mean, we never. They just get the scripts and just get the scripts. We do it yeah. on our own. Yeah, of, you know, I mean, I could give them a call and be yeah. like, "Yo, what the hell? What is this, the, man? Yeah. Is this actually happened." Um, but yeah, it's yeah, we we did a lot of the the work on our own back, and but it was definitely an open channel of communication. Yeah. I, I feel like from uh, from an acting point of view, though, did it help? Uh, because it, I'm I'm halfway through the first season. Mm -hmm. um, I have three young children that don't, so <laughs> they don't dig it. No, well, it's not that. It's just I don't get time to. <laughs> I know. I feel <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so, that, yeah. I but feel um, so that's why I'm halfway through the first season. But it seems to me that Quinn is kind of is kind of mirroring your journey right like i mean i i'm still trying to decide if quinn is aware of a lot of these things and is just trying to toe the company line and 
you know, the men in black type of like, just keep everybody calm, put an explanation out there mm. and keep everybody calm. Or if it's really kind of an awakening for, for him as well. Like, it's a oh. hard one because, I mean, he's been in a way programmed um, to, to not think too much about his mm -hmm. jobs and what he's, what he's under orders to do. But at the same time, he can't you know, unsee certain things that he sees and continues to see throughout the season yeah, up to yeah. the finale. And um, we see, I think we will probably see a, a different Quinn at the beginning of, of the next season after what happens yeah, in the finale, yeah. especially. Okay. You know, um, and so but, um, did that help you with uh, did that help you with your development? The character development with the, um, would you, uh, okay. Looking back, would you say that it helped you develop your character? Um, um which, the, which part of that? Sorry. I'm sorry. So with, uh, with you coming in, mm. I guess not being a believer as such, as far as these things go, and then like Quinn, not being able to unsee things that you're learning mm. are true and really happen, uh, in the research for the role and everything. Did it help you develop your role? Did it help you um, figure out figure out Quinn and his and his motivations through the first season? I mean, I it was. It, I mean, there are some parallels there, you know, with yeah. his his journey of mine for sure. I mean, I'm I'm just the kind of guy who just I just get on with it. I think about a lot okay. of stuff too much in a way, but I just you know get on with my life and put one foot in front of the other, and that's my superpower. Uh, I think. Okay. And. Um, I guess yeah, with 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 Quinn, that's kind of been his journey too, and yeah. you know, uh, both of us are similar. <laughs> I don't know; it's it's hard. You know, you you know how it is. Like yeah. as an actor, you you can't tear yourself apart from the character it's, after a yeah. while. It's just like that's that's part of me, man. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's that's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. I care about the guy, and I I want him to succeed at what he's doing. Yeah. And you know, people ask like, oh, people say like, oh, he's mean and bright or whatever. I'm like. To me, he's not at all. He's right. just—I'm just following, you know, as an actor, mm -hmm. following the character's motivation yeah. and everything. And yep. that's, you know, don't ask any questions. So yeah. I guess there's some similarities there too. You know, yeah, but yeah. it's a cool role, man. And I'm glad you're digging the show. Yeah, I really am. I really am. Now that's—it's um—and and the the finale part with um because uh, for me, that's a big thing. Like what you're saying with the hard truths. Like that's a huge example. We literally watched, um. Like you were saying before, you've got lights or these UFOs that are literally over Washington, D.C. And I mean, I never knew about that. And it, it's a huge part of not just UFO history, but American history. I mean, it was two consecutive weekends over the over uh, in July. President Truman got involved. We scrambled fighter planes to go after them. It made front page headlines. It was, you know, all over the world, you know, and most people, I'd say you get 100 people, 99 of them are never going to have heard about it. And this yeah. was, if, if you flew UFOs over the Capitol today and said fighter planes went to chase them down on orders from the president, I mean, I, it, that'd be front page news yeah, for yeah. months. I'm just yeah. laughing because yeah. uh, Trump's Space Force would be. Yeah. <laughs> space Force, yes. Well, maybe that's what that was all about, yes. Exactly. But yeah, no, that's, that, that's what tripped me out watching that. That was just, that kind of blew my mind. Like, literally, like you're saying, like to, in today's age, um, to see that and then it go away like a week later. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just, for, for, for it being not that far away and to have the evidence, like there are pictures at the end and that you guys were showing, right? And, it, it, yeah, that that shit just blew my mind. To yeah, be real. It, yeah, to to just it's like. it's interesting experience because uh, this could be a much deeper conversation. We're not gonna go too deep into it now, but I was just gonna say for me that doesn't for me that was like yeah of course because 
being a black man in America and the history of what they've done, you go, yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's how they do it. Yeah. That's how they roll. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That is so, touche, yeah. sir. Um, yeah, so uh, what were, oh, I had a question for you, and then I just. Oh, damn, oh. It's the sake. It's the sake. Mm, yeah. Sake no. got us. That's the sake, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh note God, to self, gracious. never have no. sake right before the, the day. Show. No, the show we'll not do before. that again. Yeah. Carrie kind of got us last night. We yeah. got to take you guys to that spot. So yes, you please. Will love yes. It. yes, please. Yes, yeah. please. Oh, I know. I remember that. It just popped back into me. Uh, so what I wanted to ask you, because um, with a lot of your other work, this is somewhat of a departure for you, right? Project Blue Book, as far as, as, far, as, far as tone on tone and things and stuff yeah, that you usually do. Yeah, I think do. some of that stuff bleeds in. I mean, I look, Dip Talk for seven years yeah. is uh, has a huge impact on me. Uh, Oz, um, you know, Suits. Um, this has a bit of a procedural element to it, um, but I think if anything, I I, uh, I think about muscle memory from a lot of the other stuff okay. I've done, I think bleeds in and I feel like you, you get to see and feel a lot more of the characters in it and I try to, we, we work to develop those those uh, moments between the characters so it is much in forms as it does sort of sits yeah. side by side with what's going on with the cases. So. Okay. Okay. Mm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yo, thank you guys for coming in. Um, we, it's all our time right now. I know you guys got to get, you got you to gotta go big weekend coming up ahead, so I don't want to Always. Fun yes. stuff. And, uh, Fun stuff. <laughs> Mr. Malarkey, thank you for coming hey, through. And, Thanks for yes. having me back. It's, it's a pleasure you to be here. Bless us with um, a song and oh, we got to have you guys come back again. Yes please. Cool. yes, please. Yes, please. Um, and thanks for the questions to all the all the listeners. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Shout thank out you to those much. guys. Uh, thank you for 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 blowing us up on Twitter and, and doing that. That's that was awesome. So yeah, thank you. And thanks for performing live for yes, us. Yes, that was and, amazing. Uh, next time we'll do do what Sean the, you said you're going to. We will do that next in. time. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. something. Man. I like we it. Yeah, we will. <laughs> we'll just do a cover or something. Yeah, man. whatever. Totally. Totally. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you. Thank you guys next week. All right, we'll see you next week. Peace. Shout out to all of our loyal listeners of the Island Block Podcast brand that consists of some phenomenal Islandesian content from around the world. If you enjoy the content you're listening to, then we would love to provide more for your listening pleasure. To help sustain future episodes as we continue to build the Island Block Podcast brand, we would truly appreciate your support through a small monthly contribution. Your donation is totally optional. There are three levels of giving, one, five, or even ten dollars. With each pledge, we will be able to incentivize each level of support with exclusive rewards such as unique merch, meet and greets with special guests, concert and festival giveaways, and even a guest appearance on your favorite show, just to name a few. The Island Block Podcast brand is all about building value for each of our loyal listeners. Our supporters are the heart and soul of the Island Block Podcast brand, so we are forever thankful and grateful for your loyalty. To support, log on to Anchor dot fm front slash island block podcast front slash support that is anchor dot fm front slash island block podcast front slash support mad love